welcome to the Agents Who Crush It in Real Estate podcast, where you'll hear the good, the bad, and the ugly of how real estate agents overcame challenges and grew their business. Check out the episode notes at crushitinre.com slash podcast. Now here's your host, Lindsay Favaza. Welcome back to the Agents Who Crush It in Real Estate podcast. I am here with someone today that many of our audience might not know who you are just because we have such a huge audience in the United States, but he is out of Toronto, Canada. His name is Jazz Takar. Welcome, Jazz, to the podcast today. Thank, thank you so much for having me, Lindsay. I hope uh, the listeners don't hold it against me that I'm a, I'm a Canadian. Um, obviously, our market is not as big as where you guys are, but um, I'm, not, I'm not even sure if people know. Um, Toronto, specifically Toronto, in all of North America, actually has the biggest real estate board, bigger than the LAs and the New Yorks and the Floridas and the Chicagos. I I mean, we're at now uh, a little over 76,000 real estate agents. Check this out, Lindsay. 76,000 real estate agents in a 50 mile radius. Okay. And you're, if you're saying this, but you, did I read that you guys had a top three team in the country? Yeah, like I'm very, very blessed. Oh, I, I mean, mean that's I mean, impressive. It's all, it's all me. I do it all by myself. And like, no, I'm kidding. Um, my, I mean, I, I get to do the fun stuff like this. It's really the guys and gals that um, are out and about every single day dealing with our clients. Um, we have 54 real estate agents um, on our team right now, as along with about 11 support staff um, that 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 we've been cultivating. Um, um, for the last 17 years. And I'm very proud to say that in Canada, for Royal LePage, which is like the, the national franchise, it's very similar to kind of like your KW. It's one of the, it is the largest French real estate franchise in Canada. There's 20,000 in the country for Royal LePage Canada. And my team has been uh, in the top three. So, you know, one of those years in the last decade, we've always placed in the top three. Sometimes we're one, sometimes we're two, sometimes we're three. This last year uh, in 2020, 2021, we did place number two. And so obviously we were a little disappointed, but at the end of the day, very, very grateful for the, the, the 700 clients, buyers, sellers, and investors that help that we get to help every single year, year after year after year. I mean, without them, first and foremost, it truly is the staff, the core staff and the 54 agents. And then after that, it, it, it's our clients. I mean, they, um, they, allow a guy like me to come on screen and do webinars for them and do podcasts for them and 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 educate them through kind of like the socials the instagrams and the tiktoks of the world and and and, and it resonates and it resonates and you know for them to then make an introduction to the, uh, a family friend or a colleague or a neighbor of theirs, that's really where the rubber hits the road for us. And so just so grateful for all the uh, accolades and all that kind of stuff. But today I'm hoping that I bring a lot of value to somebody who's either, you know, taking their dog for a walk right now, maybe maybe driving or on the treadmill. And they're like, okay, how do I get over this, this obstacle that I'm facing? Whatever it might be in your business, right? It might be the fact that you are in a lockdown. Um, it might be the fact that, Maybe, maybe you can't get over the hump of doing a video, whatever it is, I'm hoping to bring some value. And I know you're going to help me do that today. Yes. So for sure, we will definitely get into that. And I want to just first mention, so you're co-founder of REC Canada. You are also founder of 
from the ground up media. And that is where you have spent a lot of your time recently in helping agents with some of this stuff. So I definitely want to talk about your social media prowess. I did a little bit of digging. You have four and a half thousand people that follow you on your YouTube channel. You have 7,500 people plus that follow you on Instagram, which is hard to do. And then you've got another 4,000, 5,000 on Facebook. You guys are, you're getting a lot of traction on your social media channels. So if you could start off with giving our audience some guidance on how to do the best they can with their social media, I would really appreciate it that. I know I get a ton of questions from our agents about this, and it's something that people really struggle with. So give us some wisdom on what you do on social to drive more leads towards you and your team. Yeah, I think, I think first and foremost, it, it, you know, as a, a solo agent, as, as somebody on a team, or you might you know, own your brokerage, whatever it is, I think in, in any business, and if it's not even in real estate, as a salesperson, an entrepreneur, you're running from air, you're, you know, want to be the head of the PTA or whatever it is, you need people's awareness, you need someone to actually see you. Right. And back in 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 the 90s, 80s and 70s, it was on radio, you know, early 50s and 60s, obviously, and then TV. And then as real estate agents, we do a lot of the billboard stuff and the garbage cans and the bus shelters and and new and just listed and just sold. And look, all that stuff still works. It still works. I'm not here to say that you shouldn't be doing any of that. And and you should only be doing digital content on the YouTubes and the Instagrams of the world. This is more of a talk of you need to be doing both, right? You you you, you can't just stay be you can't just do videos and not meet with people and not have that skill set of that belly to belly specifically in our business. But once you come to realize that you need someone's awareness, then I think the question that you need to ask yourself is, okay, in 2022, where is people's awareness? Like, I think it's safe to say that a billboard at the cost of $10,000 a month or whatever it may be in the city that you're listening right now, that a lot of people in the passenger seat uh, when they're driving, they're on their phones. Unfortunately, people who are driving are on their phones and they're probably not even looking at these billboards. So if their attention is on that device, uh, which is their phone, where are they on? Like what platforms are there on? Well, there's probably six to eight platforms, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, um, uh, Snapchat, uh, Pinterest. There's, you know, there's that six to eight. Now, if you know that people are going on those type of platforms for either, either to learn something or to be entertained, then I think, I think it's a great idea to produce content where you know people are. Now, you might be thinking to yourself, well, I don't, I'm not that person who wants to dance on a TikTok video. I got news for you. You don't have to, that there's nothing wrong with if you want to do that, but you don't have to be that person. In fact, you don't even need to stay up with the trends really. Like just because there's some trending music and people are putting on those videos, you don't have to do that. If you would, if you can just educate people on the process of buying, selling, and investing, then you're going to be able to cut through all the clutter, especially in the area that I'm in. There's 76,000 real estate agents, as I mentioned, in a 50-mile radius. I mean, if you throw a stone, you'll hit a real estate agent here in the greater Toronto area, that 50-mile that radius. Well, 
majority of them are, are doing the just listed and the just sold and the billboards. How do you cut through that clutter? Well, in my opinion, again, you cut through the clutter by producing educational content, not the salesy stuff, not the, hey, it's jazz, call me now. Hey, you should buy six houses because, you know, that's, I make the most money when you do that. That's why you're really saying that. That's why agents do that. But what if you came at it with a slightly different tact, which is, Lindsay, here's the three things that you need to know uh, uh, about a home inspector. Here's one thing that the biggest mistake an investor makes. Here is the best way to find a home. Did you know that you don't need 20%? Whatever, like educational stuff. So much so that if you were actually going to be leaving the business and doing a tell-all about the industry, what would you tell people? Just put that out in one of the mediums that we as humans consume content, meaning that we either like to watch videos we like to listen through podcasting, or we like the written word. We like to read. And, or we also like to learn through images, graphics, infographs, all that kind of stuff. I'm not talking about talking, uh, uh, producing content around like the market stats and using jargon, like, you know, months of inventory, all that kind of, not that boring stuff. Not because in any market, in any given marketplace, only five to 7% of the marketplace actually turns over. I think it's safe to say that's kind of a, yep. a national statistic right across the continent. Yep. That means that 95% of people are not even thinking about buying or selling or investing, but they wouldn't mind being educated in case they were going to. To, or you can make it very shareable. It's a lot easier for someone to press the share button on one of these platforms than it is if you give them a call and say, hey, Lindsay, do you know somebody who's thinking about buying, selling, or investing today? What's the chances that the stars are going to line that minute that you make that phone call? How about you give value? Give them something of value that they can share with someone else. And so I then just decided that I'm not going to pick one of the mediums. I'm going to do all the media. And the easiest way that I found to do that, if like I'm a chess player. And so I know that the most important piece on the chessboard is, is the queen hands down. Now, if, if, you know, they say content is king, I think video is the queen. Like you need to do video. I'm sorry. Like if you're not comfortable, get over yourself. Like you need some humility here. People are not thinking about you all the time. I just want to say preach because I be, I swear I say this to our agents over and over and over again. And I'm going to stop you for one second because I want to know when you're coaching agents on doing this kind of stuff, how do you get them over the hump of the way they look or the way they think they look or sound or whatever the thing is on camera? Because I think a lot of people get to a point where they go, okay, I know what I'm going to talk about. I have some topics, but I don't like the way I look on camera. So give us that mindset. Like, what do you do to, what do you say to people to get them over that hump? A couple of things there. Number one, I think there's a, there's a deep rooted, um, a deep rooted problem there. Right. Um, and, and, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not downplaying it by any means, right. That like, for some reason you're worried about what other people are going to think. And then unfortunately it's not like jazz worrying about what Lindsay's going to think. Cause why don't like, this is the first time that we're actually meeting. It's generally, Oh my God, what is my spouse going to think? What is my best friend going to think? What are people in my office going to think? What are some of my clients going to think now? What I would say to somebody in that situation is get, get over yourself. Like you got to get over yourself. Why are you so that like, why do you think you're that important? Like exactly. you're just not, 
You're just not. We don't think about other people. We spend majority of our time thinking about ourselves. ourselves. (laughs) If you go back to when you were 16, 17 years old, and sometimes I still get my odd uh, pimple and zip, right? But remember like when (laughs) you you, you got one and you were like, I'm not going to school today. Like everyone's going to make fun of me. But you kind of go there and you, you, you realize that Nobody was really even thinking about it because everyone's worried about themselves, worried about their set or whatever insecurity that they might have. Right. So, number one, I would say have some humility and, and, and realize that you're not that important. And on these social platforms, we're we're like just scrolling through. I might look at your video, be like, eh, I don't really like the way that Lindsay sounds great. Our chances are I'm never going to do like you, you wouldn't do business with me anyways, because we wouldn't connect. Here's the and I'll never thing. know that I'll never know that you scrolled past me because you know, like, so what difference does it make? Why exactly. am I worrying about something that I'll never even know about? A hundred percent. Now, the other thing I would say to somebody is that if you're, if you're sitting there thinking, okay, I don't like the way that I look or the way that I sound, I got news for you. When they meet you, they're going to look at you and they're going to hear you. So like, why are we like, what are you trying to hide? Our agents, our specific agents that listen to this are going to think that you and I talked about this beforehand because I've literally used that exact same line. I'm like, that's your face. Like if you can't be on, (laughs) then you've got to do something about the face first. Like, I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) A hundred percent are like trying to fix your voice or look, if somebody really, really likes the sound of their, like, I kind of like the sound of my own voice, like just because I like to talk a lot. I don't think I have the most sex and sultry voice. That's not where I'm going with this, right? But like, if someone really got off on the sound of their own voice, there's something wrong with that person. You know what I mean? Like, maybe a little bit of narcissism. I don't know what the right word is. So like, come to realize that the the fact that when you go to a listing appointment or a showing, they're going to see your face. So why don't we, now here's the amazing news, okay? For you who's thinking, like, if you're sitting there worried that the second you do the videos, and people still want to meet with you, you have some leverage now. And if in you're in sales, we all have been there, unless you just started yesterday, but where generally speaking, you're trying to build some type of credibility, authority, rapport in that first 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 15 minutes of meeting someone. The, the news, the great news that I want to kind of unleashed to everyone is that with video, that ice is broken already for you. Because if someone comes into your office, does a showing with you, wants to have you list their property, you go to their their house, their condo, and they've already seen the video, that means they've they've already made a decision that, okay, there's something about the guy, the crazy looking Indian guy who waves his hands all days long, all day long. I like something about him. Or they made the decision, don't come to my house, Jazz. I don't like the fact that you, you wear a t-shirt every single day on your videos, which is the truth. I either wear a t-shirt or I wear a hoodie. But I'm going to put that out there for everyone in the front. Make your decision, Mr. and Mrs. Prospect, because this is how I look and this is how I sound and I speak in tangents and sometimes I have a stutter and I was born with a little bit of a lazy eye that my parents couldn't fix. I have sweaty hands. I barely passed high school. I don't, I didn't tell people where I was born in Toronto because I was, there's a stigma around where I was born. I was very, now I put it on, your listeners can't see, but I put it on pillows. Like I'm born in the most Northern part of Toronto in an area called Rexdale that I didn't tell a lot of people about. Now, 
I go all in on that because now everyone makes their decision before they come into my office. And the second they step into this office, Lindsay, the coolest thing happens. I already know that the ice is broken. That doesn't mean that 100% we're going to do business with each other. They might not be qualified. Maybe they don't like the process of my team, whatever. A myriad of reasons. You still have to convince them, but at least they feel like they know you a little bit. Yeah, 100%. Like, like, and, 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 and instead of convincing them, what I always like to tell my agents is you're going to start the process of sorting now. Like, are they somebody that you want to work with? Well, they're going to also sort you as well. They might be talking to seven agents, but at least, at least they already made that initial decision that, okay, I don't mind the way that this guy sounds. Look, I get people, I get comments on my YouTube videos and stuff like that as well. And, and, and I know there's somebody listening who's like, oh my God, what's going to happen when I put out a video and then someone tells me I'm ugly. Look, at the end of the day, what are you going to worry about? Like Sally underscore pants 97 about her comment. It's sitting in her basement. Like who cares? Who cares? Move on. Yeah. And for every one of those negative comments that you just said, well, to be honest, not, they don't come in fast and furious either. You have to do a lot of content to start getting haters. And if you start getting haters, number one, that means that you are putting out a lot of content, which is a good sign. And then on top of that, you know what, for every one hater, there's 10 people that probably decided to do business with you because of those videos. So do you really care? Let's take a quick break and hear from Dave Carolee, the master of objection handling, as he teaches you how to overcome buyer and seller concerns. So when someone tells me they know someone in the business, someone they're related to, their cousin, brother, uncle, etc., as a realtor, and it's a common objection that you get, a lot of times I remember it's typically just a defense mechanism, something they're going to tell you, hoping that you back off, it's part of their shield. But you have to remember, especially in a very tight inventory market, like we're seeing when this was recorded in early 2022, especially in a market like that, a wise person once told me, a buyer will run over you with a bus, back over you and run over you again to get a good deal. So when someone tells you they know someone in the business, just keep on going, right? Oh, I'm happy to hear that. Let me ask, are you getting access to a priority access, real-time access to homes, including foreclosures, estate sales, court-ordered sales, uh, price reductions of 10% or more? Are you finding out about those right away? How about homes that aren't even listed yet? Especially with homes selling so quickly, those are very important to potential buyers. Oh, you're not getting them now? Well, I actually, I believe I know of, yeah, I remember one, a couple streets over that's coming on in a few weeks, and I'd have to check with my colleague, but it seems something else might fit your criteria right down the street, potentially coming on later this spring. Would you like to know about homes like that? All right, so can I make a suggestion? Why don't we get you set up on our system? I'll see if, if uh, get you some more information about those particular properties, and we'll take it from there. But now to make sure they're not wasted, you're not wasting your time, if you'd like to, flat out ask them. All right, now this is a pr- proprietary list that I have. I work hard. I certainly don't work for free. So if you end up being interested in one of these properties and you want to see it, you want to potentially make an offer, would you be going through me or would you be going through that other person that you know? If it's okay, if you want to go through them, that's okay, but I certainly don't want to waste my time in here. Again, it's no cost, no obligation. Why don't we get you set up on the system and we can take it from there. I'll even talk to them personally if need be. So I hope that one helps. Thanks, Dave. Now let's get back to the show. No, look, and and like even those hate, like even those haters and the people that leave those kind of comments, I go straight into um, gratefulness. It really, for me, the foundation of everything that I am and who I am is gratefulness. And I'm not trying to make this like, you know, over dramatize it or make this like, you know, foo-foo conversation. Like that's not where I'm trying to go with this, but it like... 
I know, like, and, and the reason I say gratefulness, because if let's just pick on you for a second, Lindsay, like if you were the one who left me that comment, man, there's something going on in your life. Absolutely. Like, there's something, like if you left a comment, a negative comment on my video, you took the time to watch the video, then leave a negative comment. Like, I mean, negative, not a disagreement. Hey, we can agree to disagree. Like, I think real estate's one of the best investments uh, uh, vehicles around. That doesn't mean that it's the best or whatever. Maybe people like crypto, stocks, Bitcoin, whatever the heck it is. That's up to them, each to your, their own. But I'm talking about like the negative stuff, like that, like, like trying to hurt my feelings stuff. Yeah. Like there's something wrong. There's something going on in your life. Not that there's even something wrong with you as a person. There's, you might just be going through a hard time. And so I start with gratefulness where like I'm just self-aware enough to know, hey, like I'm not leaving a negative comment. Like, look. I go to a restaurant. If I don't like the food, unfortunately, I'm just going to say, yeah, the food was okay. I don't really care to leave a negative comment, all that kind of stuff. Like, so when people do that, just know that there's something going on in their life, but you need to, the reason you need to do video and the reason I chose video, the reason I said video is queen and it's the most important type of medium because then it starts the magic of repurposing. For example, we do have this video, this conversation recorded. And if Lindsay's nice enough, she's going to give me the recording. So of course. What I, and what I'm going to do with that recording is I'm able to chop up this video. Maybe, maybe there was only two, three things that I said that were valuable. I'm going to be able to get those clips and videos. I get the full conversation. We go for 30 minutes, 40 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever the time frame is. I get the full video. I get to chop it up. I take out the audio, the audio file. I put that on, on podcast platforms like iTunes and Spotify. And there's about 150 other podcast platforms, iHeartRadio, all that kind of stuff. And then I can take that audio as well, put it into a software that transcribes every single word that was said. I put that out as a blog to all my clients as well. I take little paragraphs and I put those out on captions on Facebook and LinkedIn because I know those platform likes like just the written word. I also then can take 140 characters, put that out on Twitter as a little tweet tweet, screenshot that that tweet, take that back to Instagram. And so you can see how this one 30 minute conversation should bear me approximately 12 to 14 pieces of content. So you get to use what I love the most about podcasting in general and audiobooks is NET. No extra time is needed. I do the conversation once, 30 minutes, and I get my 12 to 14 pieces of content. But then I also allow the viewers, the listeners, or my mark, like my community to consume the content the way they like to. Meaning like I have, you know, there's a massive TV in front of me right now in my office where like I'll have a YouTube video running. I'm not watching it though. I'm listening to it. I consume content through listening. That's my way. But I'm not here to tell Lindsay how to consume content. She might like to read. That's why there's a, you know, there, there, there's a website called medium.com that has 150 million users a month. It's like the, it's the YouTube for bloggers. So we know 150 million people go on this website to just read long form. Well, I want to, I'm, I'm going to put my content, content out in the written word as well. And so that can only happen though with video. That's where you can get so much more content. And that's where I do probably, I say about 10 to 12 pieces, um, probably closer to 15 pieces of content a day on all the platforms. Now, 
somebody might be listening right now and say, this guy's on crack. Like, what the heck is he talking about? <laughs> yeah, I haven't done that's crack. a lot I, of time. Right. Like, and, oh I haven't, I, and I haven't done, and I haven't done, you know, somebody's listening saying, I haven't done 15 pieces of content in my life, let alone every single day. Don't, don't worry about me. Like, don't worry. You don't need to get there right now. If we like, not that I'm into eating elephants. I mean, elephants are my favorite animal, but if you were, it'd be one bite at a time. Where do you start? One piece of content a day. Just do a twenty to like really wrap up your question about how do I try to get some of my agents over producing content and video specifically is put it in your stories. They disappear every 24 hours. So at least, you know, it's not staying in the ether and, and, and in the, on the web forever, it's going to disappear in 20 and 24 hours. And all you got to do is less than 15 seconds. I love that. And it helps people to, once they start doing that small bit, that short story, 30 second, whatever the time frame is, or even reels now, reels are so popular and they're also that quick hit. Um, but once they start doing that, then they realize that this isn't as scary as they're making it out to be. It is a little bit of a time commitment. I'm not going to lie. You do have to schedule that time ahead of time because otherwise two or three weeks goes by and what ends up happening is they don't see a piece of content from you. And then they think he's not doing real estate anymore, right? Like you run that risk too. So unless you're willing to truly start doing it and stay consistent with it, then maybe hold off for a little bit, but then, you know, make the plan and make it work. Yeah. This is not a really like you will get, tra- this will help you get transactions. I promise you. Absolutely. It's just not going to happen in 30 days. Like, no, can we have a little bit of patience here? You know what I mean? Um, and, and, and the coolest thing with, with, with what you said is once you start doing it a little bit more, is the, the 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 compounding effect starts to start it, it gets activated right what's going to happen is is that if you do a video every single day your 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 80th video is going to be a lot better than your first like i probably now have done close to 10,000 hours of videos uh, in the last 3 years three and a half years but go back to my first you know thousand hours i was garbage like i was not as comfortable and confident someone somebody might be watching and saying you suck now still jess and that's okay um but like it happened you get better over time you get comfortable you start to see what you like like you know some i i have videographers on my team who you know when they come join me new they're like jess can you redo that again i'm like no i'm not here i'm not trying to be leo like i'm not trying to be you know what i mean mark Wahlberg here like that's not who i'm I'm not trying to be a youtube star even i'm just trying to put out some educational content let my clients watch me in their pajamas at three o'clock in the morning and when one when something resonates with them they'll send me a message and say jazz can we sit down and have a little longer conversation that's it that's all you need so tell me a little bit about growing your team because i know i wanted to touch on this um but i want you to talk about when you transitioned over from you know doing business on your own having your own investor clients i know you focus a lot in on investors and then how you've transitioned into having this team and now you have 57 agents on your team like that is not a small team my friend that is a big team so talk to me about how that's transitioned for you over your career yeah so it's been 17 years now um in real estate and um um, I have I have a, a, like a current business partner, but there was three of us. One passed away about four years ago. And um, originally the one that passed away, him and myself, 17 
15 years ago. When, when, when I got into the business, we made the decision right away that we knew that we were going to go down a team model because for us and any of your broker owners, I mean, this will resonate with them in two seconds. Um, in real estate, it gives you an amazing residual income, right? If you can start to build out a team. And for me anyways, true wealth is, is in residual right now. That doesn't in real estate. The nice thing is that there might be a solo agent listening say, I don't really have uh, uh, um, an appetite or the ambition to, to grow a team. The cool, the cool thing with real estate is if you, as long as you invest in real estate, you can also build residual income, right? So that's the neat thing in, in our industry. But for us, we knew that it was going to be the route that we were going to take. And so we started um, uh, building out a team right away, like from, the word get 17 years ago. Um, it was myself, my current business partner and, and actually his sister was one of his real, uh, one of the real estate agents. She's still on the team, but then we just knew that, okay, we want to start to have, cause we have this 50 mile radius, which is known as the greater Toronto area that probably has off the top of my head. I'm going to say without any exaggeration, about 350 micro markets in this 50 mile radius. So I, as jazz tacker, as a solo agent, I just can't know all these areas like i like like really really know them with in-depth research and knowledge and experience because these 350 micro markets they behave so differently like the north side is completely different than the south side in terms of what the inventory is the values the days on market and all of that and so what we decided is that as we build out our client base we are going to educate people on investing in real estate and allow people to make a decision in where they wanted to invest in real estate within those micro markets and that they're going to deal with someone that's an expert. And so we started to build out our team specific to the geographic location that we were that we were helping our clients investing. That's how like this whole this whole business model of ours kind of started. What we didn't realize is that there wasn't a lot of people talking about investing in real estate. And so real estate agents started to come to us and say, like, how do you guys run a performa? Like, 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 how does a commercial investment actually work? How do you actually educate people? And so as we were helping these agents help their clients invest in real estate, they just wanted to join our team organically. And so we've, you know, we've gotten it up to 75. It's been as low as 10 people. And now we know like 17 years later, it takes, you know, 17 years to be an overnight success that, that, that this number of about 50, 57 people is kind of the number that we know that we can be in constant communication with on a daily basis and actually not grow the numbers from 57 to 100, but actually help the 57 do a lot more business. And so for us, I mean, working with investors by far has been that and content creation has been really the secret sauce to our success because the nice thing with investors, and I know I'm kind of going off on a tangent, but the nice thing with investors is that they're very multi-transactional, right? Like I think, I think the best drug in the world is real estate investing because once you get hooked once, you want to do it over and over and over again. And so our investors, um, uh, they're always, they always have an appetite to invest. It's just a matter of 
what the opportunity is going to be and do they have the financing at that time? They're always looking. And then the second thing that comes out of investors is that you get their peripheral business. Most of them own homes. They also hang out with other wanna investors or wannabe investors. And 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 then what happens is, is that they introduce you to their niece who wants to buy a first condo, a nephew who wants to, who's downsizing, whatever, the, whatever it may be. Um, and so you get that peripheral business as well. They're going to trust that investor person for their recommendation. And if they work with you, then you're the perfect person to help them with their needs. Yeah. And when you're working with an investor, Lindsay, you know, one thing that just kind of came to my mind that I, I very rarely mention um, is that when you're talking to an investor, they give you everything in their portfolio. See, like when you go in for a listing, you don't really know everything about the client, like their financial history. Like, you know, kind of where they work. If it's a listing, you might not even, you don't need to really know how much they make. On the buying end, obviously, with your mortgage broker or loan officer, you might need that. But from an investor's perspective, whew, they tell you everything. More than you want to know. <laughs> More than you want to know sometimes. But how nice is that? Is that you're the, like you now control a lot of their pro their 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 profile in terms of where their finances are. They'll tell you about where their stock investments are because they just, what they're trying to do is get a higher rate of return, right? And so once you really understand investing in real estate, and it's not as tough as people think it is, like especially the route that, like I'm telling everybody to do what I did, which is educate people on the buying and holding of real estate. I know the burrs and the wholesaling and all that stuff is sexy, but if you just talk to people about buying and holding, you don't need to be Nostradamus. Like you don't need to have the crystal ball. You know, in a hundred year uh, uh, time frame, values in real estate go up and down upwards. And so you could sleep well at night, educating people on investing in real estate for the long term. Absolutely. And in this market, wow, are the numbers rising by the second. So it's pretty, pretty crazy. Well, I just want you to, Share and impart one last piece of advice with our audience before we close this out. This has been absolutely fantastic, but I just want you to, what's that one other piece of advice that you would give to the realtors listening, team leaders that are listening, whoever it is that you really want to give them that last piece that will help them get to the next level this year? What is that? piece of advice that you would give us? Yeah, again, I mean, your, your, your listeners won't be able to see it, but there's a massive sign above my head that says, ready, fire, aim. And I know that uh, screws with a lot of people's minds because we were, we were grown up to be taught, like, look before you leap, don't pull the trigger before you have the target like in line. And I'm here to tell you, especially as a business person, an entrepreneur, as a salesperson who's thinking about creating content, or you want to grow a team, start firing, start pulling the trigger as much as possible because you can aim and adjust along the way. See, as you pull the trigger, you'll come to realize if you're too high from the target, too low to the left or to the right, rather than fall into paralysis by analysis, what happens to 95% of humans. And I understand why, because we're, we're taught all these different things growing up, like, honey, don't, you're not supposed to jump before you look like, like I get that. Right. So I get where it gets put into us right however however if you just start pulling the trigger and then aiming along the way you will be able to grow quicker 
And you'll actually be able to decide what you like and you don't like. You might start shooting video and just realize, like me at the start, like I need seven cameras around me now. But at the start, there's a reason I podcast because when I started, because nobody got to see my face. So I, I'm not I, like... I'm not trying to tell people to do something that I never did. I under like I understand your 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 concern of maybe doing video, but you might realize like you don't like video and that's okay. Then you can do audio and get you know build that build that rep in. And so uh, that one last piece would be ready, fire, aim, start pulling the trigger. I mean, I absolutely love that. And as we're talking, I'm writing down all these notes of what the title of this podcast episode will be. And that is officially it. So <laughs> love it. Awesome. Thanks, Lindsay. Guys, thank you so much. It has been such a pleasure. And I have a feeling we're going to be doing things together more often now moving 100%, forward. 100%. I already feel the, 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 the kinship that we have. And so I'm very excited to do more collaborations with you and the team. Excellent. We will put all the links to all your different things that you have going on your podcast, your YouTube channel, we'll put all that stuff in the show notes. So make sure you check that out. Thank you so much again. And we'll see you guys at the next episode. Thanks for joining us on the agents who crush it in real estate podcast. We hope you've learned some valuable takeaways. Be sure to take action and grow your business. You can check out the episode notes and more content from the show at crush it in slash podcast. And if you like this episode and you'd like to hear more stories, please share with others. Post on social media or leave a rating or review. To catch all the latest from Anthony, you can follow him on Instagram at Crush It In Real Estate on Facebook and YouTube. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.